Metamodern Era by Sri Mataji Nirmala Devi. Read by Sukhanil. Chapter 5 The Culture in the West. Culture is the outcome in any society of its history, its faith, its thinking, its emotions, its aspirations, and its ideals. It is revealed in the behavior of people among themselves and in interactions with people of other cultures. Culture shows the social heights in serenity, wisdom, and morality. The innate culture of innocence and spirituality creates peace, honesty, and moral sense. On the whole, such a culture produces a sweet language and a peaceful existence in family life and in society. The perils that we of the modern age have gone through and the shocks that we anxiously anticipate are all inherent in the value system of free democratic societies. The culture of this permissive society makes the human mind react in an imbalanced way. As there is no importance allotted to the quality of private life or inner self-development in the core of domestic life, the private sphere is looked after by people who, in the name of freedom, have abandoned all the strengths and disciplines which were constructive, nourishing, and conducive to ideal culture. Thus people in the West have lost respect for each other, for themselves, for their body, for their mind, and for their life as a whole. There's no respect for the private parts or for the private life of human beings. Very modern people are taking to nudism, showing off their bodies with all kinds of funny fashions, taking to all kinds of strange behavior, dancing like primitives and also taking to all kinds of idiotic cults. It is important to realize that modern aesthetics are devoid of any sense of decency and any feeling of self-respect, and it is not difficult to understand why this is so. It is terrible to see the way we treat ourselves by becoming part and parcel of the sort of shameless, stupid organizations created by false gurus or by engaging in fads or foolish festivals like carnivals and Halloween or by chanting meaningless mantras. Modern people show no consciousness of the value of or respect for their human personality. The way they give vent to their lower beast-like qualities in public, this sort of low and primitive behavior is encouraged by satanic cults, appears to be based on the theories propounded by the Marquis de Sade and Sigmund Freud, that human beings should face up to and indulge their lowest nature and not be hypocritical. But what is the goal of human life? No one seems to be concerned anymore with the most important subject. All these extracurricular activities of human beings have gone to such a limit that it is even becoming impossible for the family to control children, who at a very young age are indulging in all kinds of destructive, self-demeaning activities. Ten years ago, I happened to visit an exhibition in Rome, where modern artistic endeavours were being exhibited from both the developed and underdeveloped countries. When I reached the British pavilion, I found that they were selling punk colours, punk hats, punk dresses and punk headgear. There were many Italians standing next to the pavilion and laughing, I asked the lady accompanying me, Why are they laughing? She said, Italians still have a great sense of the ridiculous. This modern notion of punks is ridiculous to so many, no doubt, 
But later when some punks came to see me at one of my programs, they complained that their eyes were losing their sense of vision. I told them, don't use these dyes on your head. Maybe they are affecting your vision. They answered, what's wrong? At the most we may become blind, so what does it matter? I was really surprised to see at what terrible cost they were indulging in the cult of these practices just to establish their so-called identity. I felt like telling them that the identity of every personality is within and not outside in your dress or hairstyle. Unless you know yourself, there is no identity whatsoever. Whatever identities you may have without self-knowledge are just artificial, and they drop out as soon as you take to some other style of life. It has to be understood that the freedom which democracy has given to the people is not for ruining their private lives and the life of the whole society. Ruinous and destructive behaviour in private trickles down into society, seeking social sanction. Thus, the destruction that has started in these democratic countries is not from outside, but from within. People in these countries have no respect, no personal relation, no understanding of their own being, which is so glorious, which is so great, and which, when discovered, gives you the whole vision of your own greatness. First of all, there is a terrible problem created in family life, because there is freedom to go on seeking new partners even after you are married, freedom to divorce and remarry even without much cause nine or ten times. It is as if they want to break the record to boast about the maximum number of divorces they have had. I have read in the newspaper about a case in America when a lady had married eight times and was going off on her honeymoon with a very much younger person. There were 4,000 people in her garden to watch her departure for her honeymoon. Apart from that, there were ten helicopters hovering over the house, dropping parachutes over the guests in the garden. Some even fell over the trees. What stupid behaviour it is for people who are no longer children. How can they be grown-ups with such a childish and superficial attitude towards life? They have no values and no respect for their own time which is evident in the way they pay attention to something that is totally stupid for their entire life. There was a terrible spectacle of adolescent behaviour from people who were all over 80 years of age on the television when a group of actors and actresses came to a party for a shake dance. As they got out of their cars, they were already shaking as they leaned on their walking sticks. There was no need for them to organise such a pompous shake dance with all these dilapidated bony people, covered only with scanty modern dresses, exposing their wrinkles and shaking their bones. There is a race to become young, to look young, or at the very least, to know how to behave like young people. Actually, to be old is to be in a state of maturity and wisdom. One should be proud if one has achieved old age, and is full of common sense and knowledge. The eminence and dignity of old age will definitely save modern youth. But if old people want to join the modern maddening society, one can say that maturity has been missed out completely as people have gone sliding down the hill, down the slippery slopes which are offered at every turn by the freedom of today's permissive society. What is most evident amongst the old is not wisdom, but senility.
Its manifestation, even in people in responsible positions such as politicians, can be explained by the voracious effect of rationality. I read in a magazine, Photographer's Journal, July 1994, A Great Message, that ladies should wear dresses in order to sell sexy additions, but first they must expose their legs, their shoulders, and wear dresses which expose their bodies the most. All this is to attract men in the street or at a party. Why do so many women in the West accept these ideas which show no self-respect? Why do they have to be slaves to men's mad passions like prostitutes? Do they not have the wisdom and respect of their personality to protect their chastity? This culture may reduce such women to the level of prostitutes. The media act as pimps and have made them so body-conscious. Is this body, which is the temple of God, to be utilized for exploiting women to excite men's weaknesses? Exploitation of women's bodies is the greatest business going on in the West. Prostitutes say that they do it because they have to make money, but what about respectable ladies? Married women, mothers, daughters and grandmothers have lost their position, as well as their dependable personality for any role in life. It is to be admired how cunningly the women are placed so low to create a dependent society of these women, who have to work hard to preserve their seductive bodies until the end of their lives. They have to come together not to fight men, but for themselves, to settle down as moral, good family creators. They have to prove themselves by becoming family promoters and preservers. They have the responsibility to create and nourish a beautiful society. By becoming nude in public, even partially, they are only losing their holy powers, which are innate. Of course, the Islamic attitude towards women is extremely dangerous. The benevolent ideas Hazrat Muhammad propounded to protect the women and give a chaste life to them have been worked in the opposite direction by the people who are in charge of religions. The message of Paigambar has been absolutely misinterpreted. All the goodness and chastity has been practiced by women, but not by men. Mothers or sisters are the feminine force of the family. They live in fear. This is a situation where the mother has to be the guiding, controlling power because the men are busy in their work. They have no time to watch and guide the children. So many women are killed by stoning for their bad behavior in the Islamic countries. Women, if respected, become respectable. Those who are compassionate could be a great asset to the society. Such women are the preservers of society. Despite all odds, they maintain the family in its proper shape. Also, they have a very soothing effect, and their patience can create men of quality out of their own sons. On the contrary, the women of the West boast of their immorality. They boast of their licentiousness. They boast of how many men they have been able to hypnotize. It is not realized that they themselves are trying to get into the hands of men. They ruin themselves as well as the men. I knew of an American lady who came to London and asked me if I visited the pubs. I said, I don't drink, so I don't visit any pubs. She said, I have a list of pubs. Which is the best pub in London, do you know? I said, I don't know. She said, there's a pub here which is called the Harwich Pub, where a man died and he still lives there and all his things and cobwebs are well preserved except for his body. 
We visited that pub, and really, I very much enjoyed getting drunk. But then she told me that she is a very open-hearted woman, and she allows her sons to drink. Why don't you drink? You should be drinking. I have two sons. One is fourteen and the other twelve. They drink, and I help them especially for their birthdays. Later on, I heard that the younger boy was celebrating his birthday with his friends, and she must have given them lots of alcohol that day. The parents were sleeping in their bedrooms when the boy spilled some alcohol and the whole house caught fire. All of the family was burned to death, and many of the boy's friends also died and suffered. This is such a sad example of what we are doing. Why should we do it? The most successful culture has to express itself in many social ways of morality, maturity and a wider vision. Nowadays there are no good manners, and very nasty language is used all the time. In the elite parties the jokes told are so cheap, for such a low level, that one feels they must have got these words from the brothels. Even in the films they use horrible words that can shock any decent man. These words are not used by people who are rustics, or by people who are primitive, but by people who hold very high positions in life, as politicians at the helm of affairs, or as bureaucrats, and especially diplomats. Even in law courts, one can hear very vulgar abuses. Literature, which is the mirror of the society, is full of obnoxious material in modern times. Even small children want to read pornographic magazines, because they want to have knowledge, Somebody asked me to buy a novel for adolescent children. I happened to go to a shop where I found a book with nice children's photographs outside. But when I started reading it, I was shocked, because the book was written about a lesbian relationship between two ladies watched by a small girl through a keyhole. These authors who are skilled at bringing out ideas from hell and printing them in black and white are regarded as better than the others, Surprisingly, most of them get awards and a lot of money. If one can write a book for a mafia chief justifying his life and glorifying him as a man who does everything for his family, one can earn money in the millions. When I wanted to know what these writers have to say about romance after marriage, the people who conducted the research said that there is no such book in the English, Italian, Spanish or American languages, even among the sensible novels. If you buy Barbara Cartland's romantic books, they end up before the marriage of the hero and heroine. The crux of this modern civilization is that only money matters. In England, there was an underage girl who was performing in a cabaret, dancing nude, and was arrested by the police. The parents did not mind at all, and they also watched her on a video they produced with all the family. As long as she earns money, why should we have any objection? They accept it. In America especially, much younger men marry very much older women, who might have put one foot in the grave already, but have lots of money. If these women advertised that they have some fatal but not contagious disease, so many compassionate boys apply to save their souls. They can get divorced if the wife does not die, get the alimony, and become rich. And so many young girls marry old men, so that their old husbands die and they get a very large estate legally. The falsehood lies in believing that money is the source of joy. It can give temporary happiness and then unhappiness when it is spent. But without achieving eternal life, 
one cannot even sleep well. For the whole night one thinks of how to save money from robbers or from the sophisticated robbers, which are the banks. The money one gets as a blessing is for enjoying charity, for enjoying generosity, for enjoying the art of creative artists, writers, poets, and for genuinely helping those who are in need. This kind of expenditure can achieve a world of joy, while greedy rich people go down in history as the hounds of society. As they are sinful in their life, they fall into dissolution and displeasure. What is this culture of sick and decadent people in modern times? If some people get out of this blind rat race, they'll be able to see that all societies are going to hell. They have to think of what lies in the future for their progeny, who have to get out of the clutches of this culture. As it is, since so many of the white skins do not have children, their growth is minor. So what are they going to do with the money that they have accumulated? At the most, they can enter into destructive habits to ruin themselves and the nation as a whole. In reality resides the totality. So many beautiful, constructive visions. But if one is fond of filth and vulgarity, one cannot be saved because human beings have the guaranteed freedom to ruin themselves in the realm of blissful democracy. The greatest flaw in the brain of the Western men and women is that it has no divine discretion, so it will accept anything that is well marketed. About twenty-five years ago, nobody knew about a seaside holiday, but these days they save all their money to go to the seaside to get the sun, when already in their own countries they are boiling because of the greenhouse effect. One need not go very far to talk to people who are convinced that they are doing absolutely the right thing. One cannot approach the people with this gross kind of understanding. They get bored very soon if you try to talk of their benevolence, but they enjoy it if you talk about their destruction. This is second nature for modern people. Moreover, as a result of such dwarf personalities, because of the great accent on sex, there is no scholarship exhibited nowadays in Western literature. On the contrary, even the so-called quality newspapers are indulging in sensational journalism. Also, there are many books which are definitely written by some type of satanic people from hell. How people have taken to all these destructive things and are even enjoying them is difficult to understand. There is no moral sense or moral discretion as to what is good or what is bad for human life. Many authors of the generation of Somerset Maugham, 1874-1965, and A.J. Cronin, 1896-1981, have written beautiful and decent books. Even before them, we had George Bernard Shaw, 1856-1950, Bertrand Russell, 1872-1970, describing the beauty of human dignity and purity of life. To begin with, authors depicted ideal heroes. Later it became the fashion to describe heroes who were immoral, but who pretended to be good. But now, they write about morally decadent heroes who become successful and are glorified. Modern schools have started in earnest an onslaught on children's innocence with sex education at the early age of seven or eight. The sex education we're talking about is of no avail to children who are abused, 
raped or subjected to some sort of sexual perversion by people who are in authority. The reason is this. Education cannot control aggressive passion, which is constantly being stimulated by the churning out of sex and violence by the television and the media. What is needed is a profound change in the culture which is so proud to call itself modern.